Good morning, church, and happy birthday or happy anniversary, Wellspring, which whatever or however you want to say it. It is so good to be with you, and we are so grateful for all that we have shared over the years to be where we are today. We know some of you that have been with us from the beginning, it wasn't always smooth sailing. We were shipwrecked a couple of times, but God has been so faithful. And today from where we sit or where we stand, our uh, dance ministry couldn't have picked a better song, um, Joy in the House of the Lord, today. Thank you, Colleen, Young-Sook, and Adele for getting us energized. <laughs> Friends, we have a lot to celebrate, especially the fact that we can gather again, share a meal again, and celebrate the relaunching of many of our ministries after COVID prevented us from being together in person in all of these ways for quite a while. And for those of you who may be joining us um, and may be a little bit newer, Wellspring started way back in 2001 as a small church, meeting at the home of our founding Pastor Dale and Beverly Vallejo Sanderson, and eventually outgrowing their space and having to move to allow for this growth. And Wellspring has celebrated many anniversaries. People have come, perhaps, though the fact that Wellspring began on September 11, 2001, and that was the same day, of course, that the United States was devastated by a terrorist attack by the Islamic extremists. Um, perhaps because that was such a day of tragedy, the world's sense of security was shattered. That was foretelling of Wellspring's existence, having to rely solely on, faithfully, relying on God and moving with God at his pace and at his direction and with him in leadership, doing their best to listen and to just lean into God's vision for us as believers and as a church. Church, we've been in a sermon series and we're ending today called Good, Beautiful and Kind that has been based on a book by Rich Veloda. And through the weeks, we have preached about who God is, and that God is a God who deeply desires people and our world to be all about goodness and beauty and kindness, but sadly it is far from that. The terrorist attacks took away lives and a sense of security for all, and since then there have been countless upsurges and acts of violence, gun violence in our schools, racially motivated hate crimes, diminished faith in those who are called to protect and uphold the law, people suffering from mental illness and disability as they become lost in a system that has failed them, so many people that are homeless, starving, jobless. Climate change and global warming signs are everywhere. And of course, COVID, monkeypox, what next? September 11, 2001, and many of the bad things that I just listed were perfect examples of how the forces of evil and ugliness mar what God has intended and hoped to be a world of good, beautiful, and kind. Several of us here have children who were very young or not even born yet, right, in 2001. And so we are parenting in a world that is very different 
from the one that we grew up in. I recall a conversation with my son, Rylan, who is now 22, and he's very much unfazed by all of this heightened security at airports when he travels, because he never knew a world any different. Because when he, when 9/11 happened, he was only one years old. And yet, amidst the rubble from 2001 and beyond, there was a church that was birthed on that same day that may have made that may not have known what to make of what was happening in the world around us, but did know that God had a plan, and Wellspring was born. In the 21 years, Wellspring has been a home for many, evolving in its own faith and wellness journey to work towards teaching. And transformation to wholeness in Christ. And today, as we finish up our sermon series, God's encouragement to all of us is to keep on working towards wholeness in Christ, to face the hard stuff in our lives that are holding us back or causing us to be held prisoner, to be less than the person that God fully intended each one of us to be, to be well. With God's grace and love, you'll hear from a few of our church Ohana, who have brought their brokenness to Wellspring and before God, and have followed a courageous path towards restoration and the assuredness of God's love and grace, as they've discovered that wholeness in Christ, that is part of all of our journeys, until we are one day reunited with Jesus. To encourage us, church, our scripture passage today is from the book of Ephesians, supposedly written by the Apostle Paul, but also debated otherwise.、Um, however, I will just say that we'll just refer to it today that Paul has written this book, and this entire book is characterized by words and prayers of encouragement and edification to bring the community of Ephesus together in unity of the Spirit. As I read this passage, I invite you to follow in your notes or、um, with your Bible if you have that with you. Okay, so I'm reading from Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation this morning. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray. That from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church, and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're actually delving into this passage, which is kind of in the middle of everything that Paul is trying to convey to the people of Ephesus. And Paul is passionate in his prayer. In fact, 
he is on his knees in a position of fully yielding to God and feeling so much passion. That's how much he wants the people to get this. And in verse 14, it starts out with, when I think of all of this. And my first question was, what is all of this? Paul has spent the chapters before reminding the people that they have the assurance of salvation as believers and that they belong and are part of God's household with the Holy Spirit dwelling in their hearts. Essentially, the author is saying when you and I receive Christ into our hearts, it's no longer limited access as the case was before Jesus came. But you can now be with him in his presence, fully present all of the time, no restrictions. And it's what he wants. Admittedly to me, as I kept reading this passage, it reads somewhat abstractly, which is consistent with Paul's message that there are nuances of God that are and will remain a mystery to all of us. We can't see him, but he is made real through his son, Jesus. And while we know that God is the creator of heaven and earth, and we see the beauty of his master creativity, the author of Ephesians skillfully relies on the use of metaphors to help us understand this mystery of God and how he is connected to us. He makes a home in our hearts where we establish roots growing down into God's love. And Paul uses terminology like how wide, how high, how deep to describe the infinite vastness of his love. But in verse 19, the mystery of Christ is affirmed as Paul prays for the people of Ephesus to experience the love of Christ, though God's love is too great to understand fully, but rest assured, we have the assurance that we will be made complete, whole, with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. It's all somewhat confusing, mysterious, complex, but the good news is it is completely accessible to you and I if we choose it. God deeply desires for us to live into the ways of Jesus, stirred by the Holy Spirit, because his love wants the best for us, which is wholeness. We don't need to understand too much more than that. Think about the disciples. When Jesus shared his last supper with them, and he went to his death on the cross, they didn't really understand what Jesus was saying or doing until much later. We don't need to understand it all because we have a God who does. The invitation to receive Christ into our hearts and the assurance of salvation and belonging and forgiveness and redemption and most of all, God's love is always extended to everyone. I just want to pause for a minute to say that if there is anyone in this room that you have not received Christ and not accepted him to, into your heart, but this is stirring something in you, come find me after service or Pastor Rebecca or Pastor Dan or Pastor Yumiko, because we would love to talk with you more about what a wonderful journey it is when you do accept Christ into your heart. 
God's love invites us when our hearts are ready and able to feel the best love humanly possible for God in order for us to be well. Right now, I want to show a video. We have a couple this morning from some of our Wellspring Ohana. And the first one is from uh, our own Pat Pie, who is um, leading our media and live stream team all this time. So you're going to hear from Pat and his lovely wife, Donna. And they have been some of our seasoned friends at Wellspring, but they have a message to share with you about how God has journeyed with them to bring wholeness. Um, here in their time at Wellsprings. You know, I've, I've seen God work for the wholeness of our family um, at Wellspring over the years. Um, about 12 years ago, our, our family was falling apart and just very difficult situations were coming uh, along uh, into our lives. And um, it was about around those times that people started inviting me and, and the, the kids out to different things. Um, Super Bowl parties, uh, a camping weekend, um, um, just a time away uh, for me to take a break and, and come out to a restaurant. Um, and, um, and, you know, Wellspring, my family, my spiritual family at Wellspring has been wonderfully supportive over the years. Um, the pastors and leaders and children's ministry looked out for my kids. Um, they helped them, counseled them, and prayed for them um, over the years. And I'm very, very thankful that God has, although things fell apart, that God wove us back together into a sense of, of wholeness um, through this process. And, and unexpectedly, He brought you and me together. Um, and and yeah, that was miraculous. I wasn't expecting that, um, mm. that we could become whole in that way again, too, as a family. I'm very thankful for that. Mm. Yeah, Pastor Dale really helped uh, me and my family as well when we went through difficult times. And my kids also grew up at Wellspring and just got that foundation. And I really appreciated um, Pastor Dale coming alongside and. Um, just with his emotional, spiritual, um, emotionally healthy spirituality classes that he had, I feel like that really helped me a lot to grow um, emotionally and spiritually mature. And as I look back, I can see how um, how I've grown. And and also um, with our current pastor team, you know, I really feel a sense of um, of maturity and um, energy that that I'm really excited about and I see our church thriving and growing and um, yeah I can't really see myself at any other church except Will Spring. Thank you Pat and Donna. Be well. Number one in your notes this morning, God's love for all desires wholeness for me and oneness for us. Wholeness for me or you <laughs> and oneness for us. Becoming or feeling whole is a process of transformation that happens in us 
And you could see that as Donna and Pat shared their story. Being well is a process that takes time. And Pat and Donna have been a part of our Wellspring Ohana for quite a while. And I encourage you, if you don't know them, their stories to wholeness are even more moving and touching when you hear all the details. It was a hard journey for each of them. And I speak very generally to respect their confidentiality and not take away from a story that is theirs to tell. Through all of their struggles, the one constant shared by both Pat and Donna is their fervent love for God and their complete trust that he loved them and their families through the process. The story doesn't always end up as we would have written it, but God's ending is one that can still mend and redeem and recover us to wholeness. I believe that our baseline for wholeness and oneness with Christ is measured by our own ability to love, to love God and to love people. And we're human, so it's impossible for us to love everyone, right? But that's what makes us fractured, and it affects how we move and live in this world. Even church can be fractured, right? Because it's made up of people. Those who have been here at Wellspring know that it has been a series of ups and downs, mostly ups. <laughs> Early on, it might have been leadership challenges, and then there were financial challenges. And under that same category of financial, we had a huge challenge to sell our building and be released from our land lease that was really just sucking us dry financially every month. And it was painful. It was painful when Pastor Dale stepped down to say goodbye to him and to lose our treasure, Bev, to cancer. Many of you have come to Wellspring having experienced some deeply painful hurts and betrayals. And God's hope is that this has been a place to be genuinely you as you seek wholeness. This feeling of wholeness in Christ, again, doesn't happen overnight. But that's why Paul is asking for empowerment of inner strength from the Holy Spirit to, to stir and to also remind you that Christ has made his home in your heart. And because we are rooted in Christ's love, he gives us strength and power to understand. Not necessarily to understand why bad things happen or the situation that caused you to be fractured, but to understand the expanse of his love for all people to become better so that we can move through and in relationships unified by Christ's love. One of several important qualities that make our church uniquely special is to face the feelings, the emotions, and the behaviors that cause unhealthiness in how we think and live and love. While prayer certainly helps and invites God into the process, there is a certain responsibility that you and I have to do the hard work, to self-examine, to talk to trusted leaders and friends, who can help us process through some of our unhealthy ways. It's a place and a space where you are encouraged, equipped, and empowered to be vulnerable and genuine 
and feel and express emotions to help you end and recover from painful experiences. Just as Paul was trying to convey the power of God's love being immeasurable, we can only live into a healthy life in Christ by dealing with ourselves and taking steps to be well emotionally and spiritually. It's how we fully open ourselves to the power of God's love and not the worldly powers that actually is the very opposite of Christ. When I first came to this church 13 years ago, I, I was a mess. I was in pain. I was severely fractured. My two children was, were still in elementary school, and I was a single mom, and I had been hurt and rejected by a previous church that I had attended for about eight years because of my marital status changing. I would come and I would sit in service, and most of the time, I would just cry during service. And the second time I came to service, Pastor Edel came up to me, and all I had to do was ask how I was doing. And I just started crying. Crying, crying, crying. The kind where you can't talk, the ugly cry, right? But he didn't push. And all he said was, just come and be for as long as you like or need. There wasn't a push to serve in any way, but just to come and be in the presence of God. This is a place that values walking alongside the fractured, especially when there are those who have yet to believe and receive God's deep love for them. This is a place where all are welcome because God's love does not discriminate and does, not, and does desire a unified body of one, regardless of race, ethnicity, political affiliation, your socioeconomic status, religion, vocation, sex, division. Our world is already so deeply fractured. As we have seen, division and disruption and deceit seep into many hearts and minds, attacking people physically, verbally, spiritually, and emotionally. Our world has become so fractured that people are careless and unkind with their words and actions, and we are hurting one another. The author of Ephesians was trying to correct this, to say if you are in Christ, you are all one in the Spirit. I think here at church we've experienced some of our own fragmentation as we've welcomed many new faces and families to church, which has been a really big adjustment for some of our seasoned church friends who have maybe been gone during COVID. And as you return, you're questioning your belonging because everything seems different. My encouragement to you is to remember God's love for you as his child. It means that you belong to his family and that there is a place for everyone. Our discomfort in our families, even in our church families, it is part of the process of working towards wholeness. Wellspring is a family, and like most families, they grow and they change, and we are invited to adjust and adapt and transform. We all have experienced what it means to be new to this church. And I remember questioning back then if I belonged, 
but I was also very fractured, and I needed to reconstruct my understanding of God's love for me. This was a great family to be in, as I worked through my stuff. As the Holy Spirit gives us strength to be able to do things we might not feel we're able to do, we move towards wholeness in us and unity in community. One more video,、um, and this is from some of our new friends, Jonathan and Elizabeth Mather, who、um, are about to share with you.、Um, and they're new, but. They've already really jumped in and gotten so involved in so many ways, and、um, they are serving in ministry teams. They've showed up for some cleanup days. They're part of a small group.、Um, I think they're kind of shy too, but they're here, right? And and they've really poured in. So listen to them as they share about their journey of wholeness、um, in this place of Wellspring. During the past year, God has moved me towards wholeness through Wellspring. Because for the first time in my church experience, my journey through doubt, understanding, and faith has been welcomed. No one is placing parameters on what is and isn't acceptable to bring before God, or impatiently waiting for me to get over it. For most of my faith journey, there was a lot of lip service paid to welcoming doubt, but with the implicit expectation that I would eventually come back to a hard set of right beliefs. Having a place where my own questions are genuinely and intellectually accepted has helped me move closer to what I hope faith expressing itself in love truly is. God has moved me towards wholeness through Wellspring by helping me to see how vast the kingdom of God is. The process has been humbling as I've rethought many of my old beliefs, but has also helped me to find answers to some of the contradictions of my faith that I used to struggle with alone. Through this journey, I've been able to see more of who God is and what His redeemed church can look like. Thank you. That's powerful sharing, isn't it? Point two in your notes: God's call to be well invites me to a brave space, a brave space for healing, helping, and hoping. God's call to be well invites me to a brave space for healing, helping, and hoping. Most of us have heard the term "safe space," right? Safe space, safe place um, um, to be able to bring our most vulnerable selves and share what is painful or what has caused us to live our lives in a way that feels like we're missing out because we've been withdrawn or we've chosen to keep the junk in our lives cooped up within ourselves. And I first heard the term "brave space." I don't know. Has anybody else heard it? Okay. Oh. Wow, Pastor Dale, I made something up. <laughs> Now, actually, I didn't.、Um, I, I heard the term "brave space" from my theology professor this past year, which she intentionally has adopted as opposed to "safe space." And a brave space has to do more with God calling you to a a time and a space where He's equipping you with enough courage or whatever else is needed. To work towards something good for you, for others, for God. A safe space is important. It is, but sometimes we don't have control over that. And if we wait for it to happen, versus when God is nudging you to something that 
He wants to bring healing and wholeness to something that reflects goodness, beauty, and kindness, uh, a, a journey like that. If we wait for that safe place sometimes, it might be longer. It may never come if we don't persist in looking for that brave space instead to share ourselves with others. I think, actually, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, so many of you do that so well. <laughs> so, but I don't want to name names or anything, so, but I'm just, I see you. I see you. I think Jonathan and Elizabeth have both found a safe and brave place, I hope. They have been really open, like I said, to meeting new people and um, part of their journey to wholeness, I think they shared, is to be in church community with the body of Christ, open to ways that God wants to restore them and their relationship with him, to find a community to walk with them in the process. Friends, we can't possibly heal when we've been wounded and never taken the time to deal with the wounding. And sometimes it is impossible to forget how we've been hurt. Even if we've process processed it over and over, to a place of peace, triggers happen. But the scars that we do carry from our healing are what make you and I more whole, less fractured, better able to empathize and listen, better able to open up our hearts to help others, stronger to share your stories of hardship in the hopes that someone who desperately needs the love of Jesus will be offered it through your kindness and truth when you share your own stories of pain and working through them. As we look back and look forward, I'm reminded of an art form that I think Pastor Yumiko had shared in one of her sermons, and it's called Kintsugi. It's a Japanese art form. I think, oh, there we go. And the artisan will take pieces of clay or stoneware that have been broken and carefully piece the fragments together, connecting them with a liquid mixture of tree sap and gold, so that in the end, what is broken becomes whole. What was fragmented becomes a unique piece of art, beautiful and appreciated even more for its perfect imperfection. Whether it's a plate or a bowl or a cup, there is beauty in restoration. And God does the same with our lives, whether we're aware or not. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are the mixture of gold and tree sap, working to piece together our broken and fractured lives to create something beautiful. Perfection is overrated. Acknowledging our imperfection is stepping into brave space to courageously use your voice and God's strength to begin healing helping others, or hoping for God's best together. Friends, we can be fractured, but when you allow God to come into the brokenness that you have kept and in holding, you are freed to be your best self, all that God made you to be. As we celebrate 21 years of Wellspring, I see a church that is a brave space, where we can be assured that every voice is listened to and every person counts as we grow stronger together in Christ's love. Your pastor team is so grateful that 
through COVID, you have kept faithful to God in serving and living and loving. And after service today, we invite you to stay for lunch and desserts and take time to check out the different ministries that we have that are part of Wellspring. I think we have about 10 tables through the church that you can visit with some of our ministry leaders and, and representatives from each ministry to ask questions or maybe even join. Live into our brave space by creating new relationships and continuing the existing ones. Make friends, serve together as we continue building the kingdom of God as one body. Now, as we take steps to be healthier emotionally, spiritually, and physically, one of the new ministries, ministries that are being birthed is the Be Well ministry, created with a vision to invite friends to meaningful and informational, physical, emotional, financial, and spiritual experiences that will enhance closer relationships and lifestyle in Christ. If this is intriguing to you, and I've piqued your curiosity in any of these areas, come find me after service and let's talk. It's a brand new ministry. As we close this time, I leave you with Paul's last words of this prayer in Ephesians. Especially grateful for the many years God has shown his light and his love upon Wellspring. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.